And the last episode of Conversations for Fearless Leaders, Dale and I really talked about questions. We know we ask questions every day, but how much thought as a leader do you really give to the power of questions? We use them every day, all day long, without thought usually. So Dale and I want to go deeper into the power of questions and really discuss how to make a question more powerful and what is it that our fearless leaders can learn by really focusing on the type of questions they ask, when they ask them, and how they ask. So, fearless leaders, stay tuned as Dale and I discuss the power of questions. Welcome to Conversations for Fearless Leaders. Do you avoid important conversations for fear of not saying it right? How comfortable are you to deal with difficult situations? What if instead you could approach any conversation with clarity and confidence? We are Dale Lachlan of Trinidad and Tobago and Rhonda York of the United States. In Conversations for Fearless Leaders, we draw on our combined 40 years of experiences as professionally trained coaches certified in conversational intelligence and team coaching. So join us in this podcast series as we discuss your most challenging leadership situations with a deep multidisciplinary perspective. In each episode, we will share practical tools, tips, and steps for you to implement with confidence. Let your journey with us awaken your inner courage to discover, experiment, and learn what it takes to become a fearless master of leadership conversations. All right, Dale, you and I ask questions all day long because that's what we've been taught as coaches is the power of questions. And it's something that we all do without thinking about it. But I I believe in this episode, you and I want our fearless leaders to start thinking about it so that their questions become more intentional, that you and I talk about intention all the time, and what to do with the questions and how to ask, for lack of better words, the right questions or strong questions. So what is your thought as we go into this episode? My thought is how we can use questions to listen. And when we listen, build trust. How we can use questions which signal to the other person that we're interested, we're curious, we're in the moment with them, and we want to connect, we want to hear them. How we can use questions then to create a safe space in which they respond and in listening, we're able to build trust. So quite an interesting thought. Yeah. So so what's the value of that? Why do we even care if there's trust there or they feel connected? How does that make me a better leader? 
because essentially high performing teams are built on two foundations or two pillars one is alignment and the other is psychological safety or trust so the fearless leader needs to always be paying attention to these two pillars how aligned is my team and what is the psychological safety in this space how much do they trust and funnily enough it is in asking questions and listening that we are able to do both that is to enhance alignment and to build trust okay so those particular questions that you talked about just then are really questions for me to ask of self as a leader right how do i want alignment or what would alignment look like to me to our organization and how do i build trust so i need to ask myself those questions and come up with answers possibly before i ask my team my direct reports is that what i hear you saying well absolutely because remember when we talk about asking questions well who do we ask questions of ourselves one and secondly other people and before we go into any conversation or any meeting or any situation we really ought to be asking ourselves the four questions that we've talked about several times in these podcasts the questions around what is my intention going into the situation what is my intention going into this meeting what's the impact i want to have how do i want the other person to experience me how am i going to stay in the moment so that i can have the influence that i want to have and not get triggered and fourthly how do i want the other person to interpret this conversation what story do i want them to tell afterwards because that really impacts on my brand four essential questions that i ask myself before i start having any conversation with anybody but it helps me to get focused it helps me to go into the situation with intentionality so that sounds like to me almost a ritual that if our leaders would use those four questions and maybe there's others we know that marshall goldsmith has the six questions that he asks himself and listeners you can google marshall goldsmith's six questions but it's those rituals that we use for self for others maybe even our meetings that we have with our organizations if we want our team to start thinking and alignment is again what is my intention either going to be for this conversation for this meeting for this town hall whatever i'm doing what's the impact that i want to have personally but what is the impact of my message i mean there's we can even dissect and dive down deeper into each word what influence do i want to have on the team what influence do i want to have on the person the outcome again so many different options 
an interpretation. And if our listeners remember, you and I have mentioned Robert J. McClowski many times and the quote that he has. And it happens so many times where we deliver a message, give a message, make a statement. And what we intended and hope the person would walk away with in meaning and interpretation doesn't happen. So again, what interpretation do I want the person, the team, the listeners to have? And then I think, Dale, and I just thought about this, we need to ask more questions to even find out how the listener interpreted my message, my comment. So maybe we need to talk about that just a little bit more because interpretation is so important. I know the message I want heard. I know what I'm thinking, but how do I use questions to find out, again, we're in alignment, we're on the same page? The thing is that questions can be very powerful rituals that our fearless leaders can use for a number of different purposes. One that you've just been talking about is the preparation ritual. What do I do before I go into a conversation? What do I do before? What do I ask myself before I go into a, um, a meeting? And when you when you think about it, those are questions that a project team or group might very well ask themselves as well before they go in to a particular project or piece of action that has to take place over a period of time. So questions in themselves can become powerful rituals, like Marshall Goldsmith's questions. It's a kind of a dashboard that he uses at the end of the day to reflect to himself, well, how successful have I been today? And when you Google the questions, folks, you'll be able to see. The thing is that the opportunity here is for as fearless leaders, when you know what you want to make possible, when you have decided how you want to show up as a leader, then you can craft your own reflective questions that you might ask yourself every night to anchor yourself in and to stay very focused on what your purpose is. The other thing would be like the four-way test of Rotary International. Again, a ritual that helps people to, Rotarians, to determine the extent to which they're staying true to Rotary International's values of service above self. So that's, we use questions in so many important ways, but ways which are often, we often overlook and don't realize how much more powerful the connection reform might be, how much healthier the conversation might be, how much stronger the relationship might become just through the use of something as simple as questions. I agree. And at the beginning, you talked about the importance of connecting and the listening, and it does build trust, which 
eventually leads to success. And we all want to be successful in whatever endeavor that we're in. So there's great power in questions. One thing among many that I see, Dale, though, is people ask questions But when they craft the question, they're asking it in a way almost to prove themselves right. They already know the answer or their answer. So they really just want to hear the person to confirm it. So that's one thing. And then the second part that I see when we ask questions, we ask, but we don't really listen to the person's answer. So I think those are two areas also that we need to dive deeper into because it's so important, again, to the power of questions and to building that trust and psychological safety for leaders. So what do you think, let's see, at the beginning of asking questions where we're really just looking to confirm our own addiction to being right or what we already know? And I guess we all do that. We all fall into that pattern from time to time. But what if? What if, on the other hand, if we could ask questions which, for which we really don't have an answer? What if we could create a conversational space in which when we ask that kind of question, the other person responds and we listen and we respond over a period of time what will happen in the conversation is that new ideas will come up, new thinking will emerge, new insights will be gained, and underlying all of that is the strengthening of the relationship between the two parties. On the other hand, what we often do is ask questions for what, for which we already know the answer or we already have an answer that we would really like the other person to agree with us on, which is really the reason why we're asking the question in the first place. We're asking the question not to listen, not to connect, not to open up space, not to hear an answer for which we don't already have. We're asking the question because we want the other person to agree with us. Now, if that's your intent for the conversation, which is to have a rather positional type of conversation in which you influence the other person, then do that. Understand, though, that there is another type of question which is a lot more effective, which is the question for which you don't have an answer. There's another way in which you can use that wide open question. And let me give you a specific example. So you've met with your team or you've met with a direct report or you've met with a stakeholder. And at the end of the meeting, you want to to get clarification on what has been understood. Now you could ask the question, you could say, well, do you understand what I said? Yes or no. You could ask, So do you understand what I meant when I said that? Or you could ask, I'd be so interested to find out what your take on this is. Let me know. Now, three questions. Seeking for clarification, but one is closed and only elicits a yes or no answer. The other suggests that you really just want to know if they agree with your position, but the third is wide open. 
let me know what your take on this is. And you might even add, I'm here to listen to you. And then you sit back and listen. So questions and listening go so well with each other. And that's a great suggestion, Dale, for leaders to do before a meeting has been dismissed. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been in a meeting and then different people have their water cooler conversations, parking lot, whatever you want to call them. And it's amazing the interpretation that you get from their perspective of what just happened or what was just discussed. And I find it they're all in the same room. They all hear the same words, but their interpretation is totally different, which can lead to total chaos, misconfusion, or confusion for organizations. So to do it in the room with everybody, all team members there to ask that open-ended question, what's your takeaway? What's your thoughts? What do you see as next steps? That gives us all the opportunity to hear at the same time and possibly clear up any confusion, misinterpretations that may be present with people because they heard it differently or they weren't listening completely and only heard bits and pieces or only heard what they wanted to hear. And therefore, they take that piece of information and create their own interpretation. Absolutely. I mean, great question would be, so what have we decided? What are our next steps? And then you hear back from them. Great way to close off a meeting a conversation or a conversation. A great way to find out the extent to which things have landed, the specific actions to be taken. And a great way to come back to alignment, to get everybody aligned around what needs to happen. So that also helps us segue into that part of when we ask the question, the listening part of it, because so many times people will ask questions, but they aren't really listening to the answer fully, as you and I talk about listening with eyes, mind, heart, and gut. It was interesting because I just had a conversation with a client talking about a group of people that were talking and some people asking questions, but then they didn't do anything with the answers. It's They were so focused on their agenda and being the focus of attention. When somebody would answer a question, they did nothing with the answer. They just glossed over it. So again, leaders, if that's a tendency that you have, you are not building trust and respect in your organization. So I think this is a great time in this segment, Dale, for you and I to talk about, okay, we know the power of questions and the intention and impact. But how do you really listen to the answer? Because that's just as important as asking the right question. How you respond, how you listen contributes to that trust and respect and the value of psychological safety in an organization. Listening is one, listening well, listening deeply, listening to connect, listening not to judge is tough to do. Because essentially, you've got to make that voice that's in your head that 
thoughts going on and on and on and reacting to everything that you're hearing, you've got to make silence that voice in the moment and really pay attention to what the other person is saying. Really pay attention to that other person's nonverbals so that you pick up the nuances. You pick up the little shifts in emotion. You hear the difference in the words being used from one moment to another. And therein, you get the richness of meaning that is there, but which very often we don't pay attention to because we're paying attention to ourselves. As we're listening, one of the strongest tendencies is to be thinking about the answer, how we want to respond to whatever we've heard. So we aren't really listening deeply and to connect. We're listening and we may even stop listening when we hear one word because we cannot wait to get our voice out there and comment to the point that many of us will interrupt because we can't wait. And if that's the case, we're not really listening. So maybe This is a great place in this episode, Dale, to ask our fearless leaders, how well do you listen? On a scale of one to 10, how would you score your listening skills that you're listening to connect, not to correct or to judge, and that you're open to influence and open to really hearing what the person is saying and how they're responding. And that listening again is with your head, your heart, your gut, you are really listening. And it's from that angle that then you can ask more questions, even to, I noticed your body language changed when you were answering, what's going on? That's a question but it also shows the person that you're communicating with that you're really listening and that you are connected. Again, the power of a question, a simple question. Questions do not have to be hard. They don't have to be detailed and long. Actually, the shorter, the more simple questions are your most powerful questions. That is a great, great point. Shorter the question, the simpler the question. We've just posed one question to you as our fearless leaders, which is, what is the power of your listening? So here's a second question to ask yourselves. How well are you using questions to listen, to gain clarity, to build trust, to strengthen your connections, to strengthen your relationships? How well are you using your questions? Perhaps those are the two things or the two questions that our fearless leaders might think about, might reflect on until our next podcast. What do you think, Rhonda? I think that's great because those answers and the scores that they give themselves can give our listeners, our leaders, a lot of thought. And then it's like, okay, if I'm not scoring high, Another question, what keeps me from being at an eight or nine or a 10? And what do I want to do about it? So now we have four questions for you to reflect on our fearless leaders. So we just hope you've enjoyed listening to our podcast today and that you will come back 
and join us again for another episode of Conversations for Fearless Leaders.